fans uh it is joe in the pilot seat and we're doing a special show here real quick uh i know d doc and nick and and uh jessica and others have been doing some shows for us recently but uh, i wanted to get back to old school and and just do a quick one-on-one and just have some fun talking a little star wars and uh so today on today's show we've got special guest author adam bray adam how are you doing sir I'm doing all right. I'm coming to you here from my uh, hammock on my front porch today. This is an all new thing. Yeah, yeah. You, you and me as well. I'm, I'm testing this out where we're both doing this in a different format than we usually do. And uh, so it's, it's kind of fun, a little adventure. We'll see if it works. And uh, hopefully if it does, we can do more of these kind of little fireside chats, just one-on-one talking a little Star Wars. But uh, real quick, before we get into it, as always, you can follow us at Rule of the Galaxy SW on uh, Twitter and Instagram, just Rule of the Galaxy on Facebook and YouTube, Rule of the Galaxy podcast on TikTok, and you can always email us at Rule of the Galaxy SW at gmail.com. So Adam, you're on your hammock. How's the weather in lovely Michigan right now? It is pretty good. It's supposed to be a sunny day today, but it is definitely not. Um, so I'm a little disappointed <laughs> in that. Um, but it's been it's been a strangely cold summer. Um, you know, uh, normally we we get some heat in the summer, but it's never really made it up above the mid 80s, except for um, April. It made it up into the 90s for like a week or two, and that was really bizarre. But so it's kind of strange weather. But um, the uh, the apples are in season now, so I just picked uh, apples in out in the yard and made uh, apple pie, uh, which didn't turn out real great, but it was a good effort. So, <laughs> well, that's good for you. I, me making apple pie would be one of the biggest disasters in the world. So I'll let. <laughs> Well, I'll leave that up to you. I, I'd buy apple pie, but not, but not make it. It was kind of like something you'd expect to see, you know, an episode of Mr. Bean trying to make pie. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was pretty messy and awkward um, and a bit dry in the end, but it's edible. So I, um, I actually made two of them. So I'll be probably eating apple pie for two weeks. Okay, you got it. Well, I do love apple pie. If we live closer, I'd come try it out. What is going on in the Star Wars universe with you right now? I know um, I just went to the Indiana Toy and Comic Expo down in Bloomington, Indiana. That was a lot of fun. Bought some Star Wars artwork and uh, it was really cool. Can't wait to add it to my office. How about you? Anything 
new going on in the Star Wars universe for you? Well, I am very envious of you. Um, I haven't been to a convention, um, I think it's since before COVID. So I really miss that. I miss the celebrations in San Diego and New York and all of that. Um, I, I did a few book signings over the summer, um, but at the local movie theaters, but they were with uh, the Marvel movies. Uh, we sure, don't seem sure. to, we don't seem to have Star Wars movies anymore. Um, so <laughs> I haven't been able to do that. Uh, so it's Star Wars has been pretty quiet for me uh, lately. Um, I hate to say I have not watched the uh, the uh, what is it on Disney Plus the Industrial Light and Magic. Um, documentary series yet um i have not watched uh, the the uh the lego advertisement for the the disney cruise ship <laughs> um, yes uh nor nor read the the new um the new uh printed advertisement for the cruise ship in the the form of that novel where uh where han solo and princess leia get married on on the disney cruise ship oh, um, yeah. It seems like everything Disney is doing lately is <laughs> advertisement to sell um, sell weekends on the the cruise ship hotel. So, but I haven't seen that either. Um, but I did. Uh, I've actually been uh, opening up my um, my action figures, um, Star Wars and uh, Marvel Legends. I'd kind of for a couple. A, a year or two now. I've mostly just been, you know, when I get something, just letting it sit there in the box i wasn't right. sure what I, what i wanted to um keep in the box for collecting versus what i wanted to open um but uh i, I my 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 storage space for all this just started to uh dwindle um and it was starting to get a little cramped so um i decided to just kind of open a few things every day so um my my living space is kind of just a, a big display showcase for uh, Hasbro action figures at the moment that are freshly opened up. Well, uh, you can you can join the community because uh, Alfie, myself, D Doc, uh, Damon One Kenobi on Twitter, we've all been slowly but surely opening figures, and it's very you know it's it, it's very freeing. Um, yeah. Once you do it. It takes that weight off of you of like, oh, I have to keep this so pristine. And I, I just uh, two days ago uh, became a grandfather, and uh, oh, I've got wow. a little, yeah, a little grandbaby boy now. And uh, so I promised my son that um, I'm not going to keep my things so neat and pristine anymore. I want to make it to where Frankie, my grandson, if he wants to play with the toys, he can play with them and. I'm going to save some in the box or mm -hmm. in the packaging just so he can have that feeling when he first says, Hey, I want to, I want to open some toys. I want to have those ready for him. So, so I'm excited about that, but I'm glad you're joining that club as well, because it's, um, it's very exciting. And like I said, I'm not going to, you know, Steve Lawson, I think said it, you know, he's not going to retire or put kids through college with his star Wars or Marvel action figures. So he might as well open them and display them and enjoy them. 
Yeah, well, I something I found um, too for, you know, I I have a large collection of figures in the box still. The when the Black Series um, they relaunched the packaging with the red and the black boxes. I had resolved to to collect one of each in the box. Um, and sure. then I, I went back where I could and I bought um, the previous ones in the box. I don't have a complete setting of that, a collection of that. Um, but uh, I'm losing my train of thought here. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I, I've still got that collection um, in the box. But yeah, what I what I found in terms of you know, I, I collected them for fun because, you know, I just enjoyed them. Uh, but for people that are collecting with um, value and reselling uh, in the future in mind as an investment, uh, at least for me, you know, obviously there are people that make a living off of this. So more power to them if they can sell them. But I've actually found it's very difficult to sell uh, Star Wars figures. Um it's it's actually i have better luck selling uh you know marvel legends figures uh particularly spider-man wow. or hulk figures and especially around movies but star wars figures it's actually for for me at least it's been a lot harder to um to sell you know my extra figures or figures i realize i don't want anymore um so you know, and that, that's the thing I've learned in life, you know, with anything you can, you can think that something has value, but it only has as much value as people are willing to pay. Um, and Correct. often, often people are only willing to pay far, far less than what uh, the going rate is, especially with these mass produced things. Um, and what you see, uh, online is you know figures are now are more expensive than they ever were um you know it's, it's we i guess the starting price well it, it varies a lot the, you can get some figures for 23 but most of them i think are 25 and hasbro is selling a lot of uh figures between um like 30 and 38 dollars that you know, just five years ago would have been a, a twenty dollar figure, but they they have little little gimmicks and tricks to you know to call them deluxe, but they were really just a twenty dollar figure, you know, five years ago. Right. So it's just it's astronomically expensive, but you know, wait six months, you know, wait wait a year, or even if there's a sale, you know, wait a month. And often these prices um, drop dramatically. So most of these figures don't hold their value. Um, so they're not a great thing um, to, to hold on, you know, as an investment with future resale in mind necessarily. I mean, again, there are people that do it, but I think for most of us, we're not going to get our money's worth back out of it. I would agree. And, you know, I, I'd like to blame COVID because I I had a collection and I I kept it fairly simple. I, I had what I wanted. And when COVID hit and we were sitting around and we all had access to, you know, Amazon and, and the different toy vendors and 
Mercari and, and eBay and everything like that, it kind of opened up this Pandora's box of, well, I can go and get this. It gives me something to do. And then for a while I thought, well, I'll buy this and get this and maybe resell it or buy people's collections and try this. And that became just a full-time job trying to even look into that. So I quickly jumped ship and said, I'm just going to collect my favorites and just things that I really, really want for me. And mm-hmm. then, and then, you know, with me having a trip coming up to Italy coming up soon, it's really, I thought, okay, am I going to have a hard time breaking of this because I was buying all my favorites and all varieties. And then I, once I said, Hey, I have to set some standards here and really watch what I'm spending. It was a lot less difficult than what I thought it would be to switch and say, I'm only going to buy a select few. Um, yeah. I was really excited that, that I could do that. It was, you know, for a while watching some of the guys that I, you know, have the podcast with or the interact with a lot on social media. I thought, my gosh, oh, I really want that. I really want that. But I was able to pull back. And so I was really mm-hmm. happy about that. And now that I'm getting close to my trip, I'm really excited about it because I think of all the money I would have spent <laughs> before I went that I now have right. saved back. So, um, but yeah, the, the toy thing is a whole big subject for everybody. We all, we talk about it on the podcast all the time. You know, it's a love and hate relationship. We love them. We hate the way it's done. We hate the new pricing. We probably hate the new packaging. Um, but but it's, it is, it's love and hate because we want them, just maybe not at the plan and the price that they want to sell them at. Right, yeah. And um, for, for me, I'm kind of like you where I've, uh, I've been drastically paring down uh, what I buy. Um, but uh, I, I, I've, I guess there have been several motivations for that for me. One is um, the lack of uh, space, um, the lack of money, uh, yep. and the, the, the price rise. Um, but also it's been easier increasingly uh, because of just all the, the repainting um and the the kit bashing and the re-releasing of figures um there's there's kind of kind of a a lack of creativity well i guess not necessarily a lack of creativity because they're they're creative in the way they're trying to maximize you know sure making money and and um limiting the expense but it ends up with with figures that um a lot of different figures that all pretty much look the same um and i've i've kind of gotten tired of you know the um the carbonized collection and 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 you know the the retro packaging and regular packaging and packaging the same figure on a card and anniversary edition and it's just um it's become too much um so it just it doesn't seem um it's not realistic and to collect everything anymore um and uh it's just it's not as being a a completist collector just didn't seem as fun anymore so um I've definitely with Black Series, I've I've shifted from where I was a complete collector with the red and black boxes to now 
only buying the characters that I really want that uh, really speak to me, um, which is mostly Mandalorian uh, from from the TV show. Now I think that's my primary focus. Um, with uh, having the, uh, the vintage collection, because that's that's you know what most of us our age grew up with. Um, but even then. Um, I'm thinking about kind of paring down on that because a it's they're getting too expensive, um, but b um, especially uh, they they're putting out a they're kind of doing a similar thing with that they were with Black Series. They're making these these deluxe figures that are way overpriced um, and finding ways to uh, you know reissue the same figures over and over again. Um, and I'm not sure I'm into some of these gaming greats and some of the some of these other gimmicks as much. It's, I much prefer, you know, classic figures, classic characters, and even some new classics. But kind of stick to the the classics. Well, one one of the things that Alfie and I have brought up a number of times is, well, and you just you just mentioned it. How easy is it to just take the same clone trooper? whether it's phase one, phase two, or phase three, and just do a different paint job on it. Uh, how, many, yeah. how many new stormtroopers now are the stormtrooper, but they've got a yellow stripe, or they've got a red stripe, you know, and they're the right. guys who launch missiles, or they've got a long gun, or whatever. So I, I get it. I mean, and, and being in the business world, I get it as well. You know, Hasbro mm-hmm. saying, I've got one mold that I can use a million times and just splash a few different paint jobs on it and get people to buy it. Right. So, yeah, it makes sense for them uh, instead of making a brand new mold where, let's face it, it hasn't always been perfect trying to redo the faces of characters. I mean, how many how many different Luke faces have they made where, you know, they're trying to finally trying to get him to look like Luke or the Poe Dameron's. Uh, I think everyone's talked about how <laughs> Poe has never looked right in any facial, you know, uh, setup on his character. So, I'm sure yeah. if you just put helmets on everything and redo it, it's much easier for Hasbro. Right. Yeah, Poe Dameron, that first Black Series looked more like Sylvester Stallone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty messed up. Um, I, I like the one they did for um, for uh, the, what is it, The Last Jedi. Um, th- that Black Series figure, um, that was before they did the face the new newer face printing technology so it was just painted on i thought that sculpt was really good um but i saw some instances uh where the painting was really sloppy i actually have two two versions of him uh in a box one with with the five o'clock shadow and one with none at all because they forgot to paint it on and i regret but I regret buying a third that I saw um, where his five o'clock shadow was just slapped on the left side of his face um, and, and not even on his chin. Um, that would have, looking back on it, that would have been maybe fun to have. Um, and th- there have been mistakes like that over the last 10 years. Looking back on it, I, I regret not buying um, those mistake figures because uh, they're actually kind of they're I mean if you if when you've got the, the money to just throw away on a dud figure 
it's kind of fun um, to show off. You know, there have been, I remember particularly um, a, a three, three and a three quarter inch Chewbacca in the, when they were doing the Walmart little black series exclusive um, figures. And it looked like he was covered in mustard um he was just yellow they'd gone crazy with the highlights and it looked like he had mustard splattered all over him like he'd gone in into the condiment aisle you know clean up on aisle five <laughs> kind of thing um i remember tweeting it but now i regret not buying that figure um and there there have been others probably we've all seen um Oh, yeah. I think when the when the Force Awakens came out, uh, famously there were a bunch of a lot of figures coming out with eyes painted just all over their head, in various random places. And Mark Hamill famously tweeted one, and then Hasbro and Lucasfilm asked him to delete it <laughs> apparently because <laughs> they didn't want it to hurt sales coming from Mark Hamill. So. Well, yeah. now with, with them coming in boxes and not even in plastic covers, that could happen anytime and we'd never know it until we got it home. So yeah, that ought to be fun. That's bad. And um, Yak Face, um, a great uh, figure collecting account um, on Twitter, um, he he had tweeted uh, when this, uh, this new deluxe three and three quarter inch Boba Fett uh, figure came out um, that people were finding all kinds of uh, in this non-plastic packaging um, right. so you can't you can't see the figure people were finding all kinds of um, serious problems with the figure where like the head and shoulders um, came the, the uh, unglued and separated from the figure and um, wow Part, parts missing and other like um i think there was one where he had two left feet um or not left feet but something you know two two left legs, two left legs. Yeah. yeah um serious mess ups and because you can't see the figure through the packaging that packaging anymore you know you don't know what you're buying um i did get one of those but i waited till it was on sale uh greatly reduced because you know i'm not going to pay 30 dollars for for a three three no. quarter inch figure um and it's a, it's a very cool figure um uh you know but i could have done without the the extra stormtrooper helmets and uh, the little fire um fire right. effects and just gladly paid you know the the 13 or 14 dollars instead of you know like 20, 28 but again i got it on sale so i avoided that but once you have it it was kind of cool because those stormtrooper heads they're um they're not just helmets they're um replaceable heads so if you have extra stormtroopers you can swap the heads with those and um custom there's a little bit you know with battle damage so that it, it is kind of cool i just i'd rather not pay for sure. those little extras well, i tell you what I'm, I'm getting my clicking down to where yes new things are my favorites but i now have out of the original collection from 77 to 85 i have 17 to get 17 mm -hmm. remaining most mm -hmm. of them are from the Return of the Jedi time frame because I had slowed down right. fine by that time, uh, but but uh, it's it's now 
one of my, you know, little treasure hunt things that I do is just try to dig and find any of those last few to, to complete the collection. And, and I'm even, I, I, I'm okay with them being beaters, right? I don't, uh -huh. I don't mind that. I just want to have all of them together. Uh, you know, Frankie, right. God love him. If, if they're, if they're all ugly and deformed looking, but if I've got them all, I'd love for him to play, play with them here in a couple of years. So that's yeah. one of my, that's one of my goals that I'm after. And what I found is these last 17 that I'm looking for, and they're not the, you know, famed last 17 or whatever. There's some of those, right. but there's others. Uh, some of those are quite expensive. Even, even out of the package beaters are, are quite expensive. So I'm, I'm not yeah. real happy about that. Yeah. The price has gotten crazy. I, um, I, cause I, I sold my collection when I went to college and I've always regretted it because it was my most prized collection but i'd kind of been talked into it uh at the time yep. um and you know so i i because of that it was so heartbreaking and i didn't have money coming out of college for years and years um i didn't actually start really collecting again until um well it's really only been 10 years uh in about 2012 um just before i came back to the U u.s i actually started buying by collecting again when i was in cambodia um because uh living oh, there right. yeah yeah living in cambodia and i'd go to um the the bookstores um the the foreign bookstores uh would have toy sections and i'd get them there or the shopping malls um few times I would, I'd go to Bangkok or Singapore on uh, trips and I'd go to the shopping malls and pick up stuff there or especially in when I went to New Zealand um, but the prices were crazy even uh, 10 years ago to buy figures overseas the 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 three and three quarter inch figures were like 25 bucks each Jeez. Um, ridiculous prices but um, I wasn't buying that many because they didn't have much that big of a selection so um, but I started buying, uh, collecting uh, back then. Um, and, you know, so I've only got 10 years into it. Wow. Okay. Well, it's, you know, it, it is addictive. And, and um, I think we're all, you know, it all brings us back to our childhood. So that's a good thing. As the older, older we get, the more we'd like to be childlike again, I'm sure. You know, we don't want to face <laughs> right. our, you know. Our, our upcoming doom uh, so we might as well be like kids as long as we can so um I, yeah, we, we've we've pounded on the toys quite a bit i real quick i just want to throw this in i did get an email recently and i meant to read this um in previous shows but i've been busy and then things have come up uh it's an email from lynn rich lynn has been a listener since chapter 100 of the rule of the galaxy podcast really loves what we're doing loves what we talk about still has their original r2d2 from back in the 70s and 80s that they they you know lynn loves to have that r2d2 around which is great r2 is one of my favorite characters i've got a collection of r2s uh lynn lives in bluffton indiana so near fort wayne uh northern indiana so you know halfway between you you and me uh adam and um also uh lynn plays the x-wing miniature games has not jumped into the legion like Brent yet, but plays the X-Wing miniature games. And Lynn has asked that if we had sometime in the future, 
would do uh, some commentaries over the movies and, and uh, do the movies and do a commentary or do some Clone Wars arcs over the commentaries. Uh, we'll, we'll look into that, Lynn, for sure. That's something that we, we've done recaps of the movies and recaps of some of the Clone Wars arcs and things like that and some of the new shows on Disney Plus. But I think a commentary would be fun. It'd be like Mystery Science 3000. Wasn't that what it was called? Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, I, I'm all for that. But Lynn, thank you for reaching out to us. And I, I just wanted to throw that in there because I, I had meant to do it earlier and just kept getting caught up in things. So it's always good to have people chime in like that, Adam. Really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that we, we had talked about um, having as a subject was the volume versus cinematic uh, Star Wars. And I know there was a big deal done or big, you know, commentary about how Andor was switching more away from the volume and going to more of an actual live, you know, outside kind of a setting, things like that. While Kenobi, while we were all hoping was going to be much more cinematic, I think ended up being uh, a little bit more volume or, or small studio based than what we thought it would be. I loved Kenobi. I don't get me wrong. You and McGregor is one of my favorite actors in Star Wars, and Kenobi is one of my favorite characters. But I, I you know, sometimes it felt like you're watching uh, a, you know, a television show instead of that Star Wars movie feel you want. Andor looks from the very beginning like it's going to be that more cinematic that we were hoping for in Kenobi. What, what are your, some of your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking as well. Um, you know, before Kenobi aired, I had tweeted that um, Kenobi had a special challenge um, that the other other shows up till now didn't have, and and that because it was you know a legacy story of Vader and Kenobi, it needed to be cinema epically cinematic and look like it belonged on a movie screen um, where the others didn't necessarily have to do that. Um, and unfortunately, I, I don't think it achieved that. Um, and that's where kind of a, a lot of us have had, you know, the begrudging uh, uh, criticisms of the series. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful Andor will will look more like what we wanted for Kenobi. Um, and I'm hopeful that um, uh, what's his name uh, is the, the showrunner there that uh, kind of went Tony in. Tony Gilroy? Cleaned, yeah, that went in and cleaned up uh, the Rogue One movie. Um, so, yeah, I'm hopeful that we'll have uh, something more movie-like uh, with Andor. Um, so remains to be seen because I know a lot of times the shows, how shows look in their finished hmm. form is some, sometimes different than um, what the trailer uh, feels like. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see on that. But um, I have my hopes up. Um, I, yeah. I feel like it's really important that this show is solid. Um, because we've had kind of a, a mixed bag on, um, on uh, Kenobi and on the book of Boba Fett. Um, 
And so I think it's important that Star Wars delivers uh, something solid that's kind of universally approved um, because a, a third strike is kind of, you know, a, a third strike where people have mixed feelings on it um, is kind of a hard, hard thing to move forward with. So I, I think it, it's, you know, it's more important than ever. Um, yeah. So we'll wait and see, but I, I have, uh, I have high hopes on it. I think, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be cinematic. Um, it's going to look like it belonged on a movie screen. Um, I think my main concern really is, um, is more about, you know, that there's enough aliens and droids, um, and that it feels, uh, Star Wars-y, um, because that that was my first first comment when I saw the tr first trailer when it dropped. Um, it looks great, but I I it, I didn't wouldn't know it was Star Wars if you hadn't told me. Um, although there are there are stormtroopers in that trailer um, toward later on in the trailer, so I guess that would give it away. But apart from that, it it looked like. A science fiction movie um mm -hmm. but it, i didn't necessarily recognize it as star wars um and there's been some comments from tony gilroy in movies or i mean in interviews um i think kind of to that effect that um you know i forget the wording on it but um just kind of paraphrasing from from memory just that he he was focused on on a really good story uh, maybe not necessarily worried so much about how star warsy the story was so um i that you know it's important to make us make us hyped about star wars um and not just hyped about the show so do you, do you think i mean one of the theories popping around in my head is that when you do side characters when you do you know, not the big three from any of the trilogies um, in a TV show, it's much easier to get by with it and to let people go, oh, this is Star Wars on TV and it's cool. Mm -hmm. But but like you like you brought up about Ewan McGregor and, and Hayden Christensen, so you have Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, that's really hard to take that kind of feel and put it on a TV screen compared to putting it in a theater and making it that cinematic feel so i almost feel like you know the hardcore star wars fans know andor they know rogue one but mm -hmm. for the mainstream audience they couldn't tell you, you know, there's a lot of people like oh i go watch star wars at the movie theater but they couldn't tell you the dates and the layout of when andor takes place and all that so i this is something where i feel like just like the mandalorian it can get by being like, hey, it's a Star Wars TV show. You can learn about it. You can dig into it, but you don't have to know everything going into it and right. just enjoy it, right? Where we have right. these expectations where we're bringing Boba Fett in. It's got to be that that kick button, right. take names Boba Fett. And we're bringing Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen together. Hayden Christensen together. It's got to be, you know, epic and it almost felt like it needed those things needed to be movies, which I think they both were originally planned to be movies. While an right. Andor and a Mandalorian can can pull off the TV version, 
Yeah, I I think that's just it. Um, because the Mandalorian was a whole new story, a whole new characters, whole new show. It was it was something an entirely new and different product. Um, so it was okay to develop its own look um, with the void and with, you know, how they use digital, the, you know, the ratio of digital and practical and um, have its own sound, have its own music, um, have its own style. That was okay because it was all new. Um, right. And in a, in a new era as well. Um, whereas this other stuff, Boba Fett and, uh, and uh, Kenobi and Vader and Hayden and e Ewan, um, these, are, these are legacy characters with, with the setting and a context um, and, a, and a style that's associated with them. Uh, and to depart from that, all of that, uh, it puts it on a weird um, footing that we don't we don't recognize as people who've lived lived with it uh, for you know or grown up with it for decades. So I don't think it worked uh, as well for them, whereas yeah, it worked great for the Man Mandalorian. And don't get me wrong, any again, any chance I get to see Ewan McGregor play. Obi Wan Kenobi, I'm I'm all for it. I say keep keep doing it as long as it's good quality stuff and a good right. storyline. I want to see that character, but um, so I'm not not bashing it. I I just thinking when you look at it in the overall hardcore kind of Star Wars fans who live breathe, you know Star Wars. I think there's those different feels and and looks about them that, that people take about it. So um, so yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna go into Andor open minded. We're gonna look forward to it. Um, one of the things that came up, uh, and I, I wanted to ask you, with Andor coming up, I know that in the Ahsoka series that um, Hera Syndulla is going to be in that, but there's a lot of people asking online, is there a possibility that a, a Hera Syndulla shows up any in the Andor series with it being leading in to uh, you know the rebels and, and Rogue One and all that kind of stuff. Do you do you feel like Hera could even make an appearance in here, or is that way off way off base and and not fitting in with that storyline? Probably. That's an interesting question. Um, I think it would be very wise uh, for connective tissue like that. Um, you know, it would be great to have Hera. Um, it would be great to have uh, Ahsoka. Um, you could have characters from the, the uh, Solo movie uh, in there as well. Um, you could even have, although I think it would be um i think it would be good for the connective tissue and to strengthen you know the whole franchise um but on the other hand uh 
the impression I have always gotten, especially with things I have overheard, um, you know, in parties and social settings and conventions and things, people talking kind of behind, uh, behind the scenes is that all these different projects with different showrunners and different directors, there's not necessarily a lot of uh, communication uh, and a lot of crossover. They kind of, there's, there's kind of rulers with their own little kingdoms and they kind of do what they want. Um, it's not, mm. not quite like, not quite like um, uh, Marvel where there's much more, you know, crossover and connective tissue, though even there lately with um, in certain instances, uh, there's, there's not still not as much connective tissue and, and cameos and crossovers as I'd like. I think they could do more. Um, COVID might have messed up some of that because it's changed their schedules of when these things Did I lose you, Adam? I might have lost Adam. Oh, there he is. Adam, you there? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it just dropped out for a minute. I'm not sure why. Um, it's okay. Hey, we're, we're living in the Wi-Fi world. So, you know, whatever okay. happens, happens. But yeah. yeah, I heard you say COVID might have messed up those plans. Uh, and you can go from there. Right, yeah. Um, uh, COVID might have uh, messed up uh, some of the plans of when things would drop. Um, uh, but with with Star Wars, um, yeah, I think I think uh, I'm not sure how to say it, but yeah, I think I think a lot of these directors are kind of doing their own things and they have their own ideas about what they want their show to be. Um, and they're not necessarily thinking on a franchise scale. I think, you know, anything Filoni and Favreau are doing, right. they're going, they're going to have, um, they're going to have crossovers within their own little pocket of the universe. And Filoni, Filoni's very conscious of tying different areas of Star Wars together. Um, but I don't think you see that, uh, as much, um, with these, these other projects, uh, famously, I think, um, I think the sequel trilogy, uh, had issues where, where directors, um, were doing their own thing and, and not playing together well. Um, and so it, it kind of cut connective tissue um and it also they because they had their own ideas about what they wanted in star wars and what they wanted to um connect and so you end up where you know we don't see uh we don't see hayden in the flesh or or as a force ghost you know and we don't see cameos and things um and plot lines get dropped and blah 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 um but so, yeah, and Tony Gilroy has said in interviews that um, something to the effect of don't expect to see, you know, 
cameo of the week in every episode that they're going he's focused more on more on the story and more on these these characters that are unique to this story um we know we've got um oh wow what's his name uh forrest whitaker um yeah so i think we're gonna see people from the rogue one movie a lot of connections there because that's where Tony Gilroy was involved. Um, but how much he connects it to anything else, um, I'm sure. not expecting a lot. Okay. Okay. Well, um, <clears throat> like I said, I, I wanted to keep this kind of shorter today. This is a test run for us doing some things and trying out some new equipment and, and you know, services and things like that. So, for the fans, you know, we're not going to go do one of our typical hour and a half, you know, just go on and on shows. But I, I did, I did want to ask you um, one other thing that's coming up very soon that I haven't really got a chance to talk about on the the podcast. So I'll ask you, uh, September twenty eighth, Bad Batch is going to follow up uh, the Andor. So Andor is the twenty first, September twenty eighth. They're now saying it is back on the schedule. Bad Batch season two. Is there anything you're looking forward in that? Is there anything you're, you're excited about that? Um, you know, I thought cinematically, you know, artistically, I thought season one was very well done. Uh, I really like some of the characters. Or there's some people in there that I'm like, wow, these, if you build this out over a long period of time, these can be some really great characters. Um, but is there anything about Bad Batch that, that you'd say, hey, I, I kind of want to see this or, you know, heck, uh, um, even say you're not looking forward to it at all but thoughts on bad bad season two coming up right after uh, andor yeah um yeah i'm like you i think they did a really good job with uh, season one um and it's encouraging that they've got two star wars shows back to back and then um i don't know when we have uh man the next season of mandalorian uh and ahsoka and so but looks like things are hopefully things are going to roll out uh sooner without as many gaps in between uh going forward because i kind of i feel like in in between these shows why am i paying for disney plus when there's nothing on there i want to (laughs) watch um so yeah and actually i'm i'm considering like a lot of people i'm on my year year subscription and when that runs out i'm thinking about just going month to month and paying for when there's things i want to see so we'll see how that goes but uh, anyway bad batch yeah um i hope it will continue you know more this is cinematic animation uh really because they they continued they've continued in the quality where they left off with clone wars which was at a very high level um correct so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'd like to see uh, just kind of that really cliffhanger absorbing storylines, you know, that, that we had with the Clone Wars. I think now that we've laid the foundation with um, season one, I hope they'll go deeper. Um, I think Omega has more secrets about her to be revealed. Um, Okay. So about who she is and her nature. And so hopefully that's uh, good. Um, 
I I think we'll learn more about the Bad Batch and and who they are, how they were created exactly. I think they've they've kind of glossed over all that um, ab- about how they're um, enhanced or or what whatever. Um, but I I hope they'll go into more detail about uh, why why they're different than than other clones how that came to be you know and the the purpose and what what that means for for them and their lives um and just you know their biology and their their lifespans and and all of that I, i hope there's more implication to that i think we'll see more evolution of the the empire how the empire um formed and changed and the politics of that uh behind the scenes uh so that'll be interesting i see they've they've changed the looks um the costumes of all the characters just enough so that um (laughs) they can make new action figures of everybody um so yeah very very clever um (laughs) money grab there uh, you know, not not drastic changes, but just enough that right. people will buy more. Um, I've got uh, one of each of everybody but Omega. I'm I'm not sure I'm going to put the money down for uh, you know new versions of all those characters. I just can't afford it. But more power to anybody who's collecting. Yep. No, I got you. Well, we also will get to see uh, what uh, Mount uh, Mount Tantus and uh, Wayland, right? maybe see some more things going on there with the uh, Kaminoan or Kaminoan who was taken there at the end of season one. So maybe maybe we'll get some insight as to what's going on there and some possible cloning facilities and things like that. So there's a lot that can be wrapped up in this second season for sure. Yeah, if, if they can uh, connect this to uh that little uh, plot thread in the mandalorian um yep and even you know collect it to the connected to the sequel trilogies i'm not not necessarily a big sequel trilogy fan but um you know if if they can do something to make you know anytime in star wars where you can do something to make something pre-existing more meaningful um right. or cooler you know that's that's always good because we've we with star wars we've got what we've got and we've got to work with that so there you go nope i gotcha i gotcha well hey i look i, I appreciate you taking some time out in the middle of your day and doing this and like i said for me it's kind of an experiment to see are there other ways for me to do this podcast and do some extra and special shows that are outside of the regular, you know, once a week at night with the guys and all that. And, uh, you know, it's just sometimes time gets in the way and, and I don't, I can't always make all the different shows. So I'm trying to find some different avenues for us to be able to do some things. And as you know, you were one of the first people I reached out to just because I enjoy your insight, your thoughts and, and everything you've got, whether it's action figures or, or the movies or the shows and everything like that. So what, um, what are the easiest ways for people to reach out to you and what can, can they still get some autographed either Marvel or Star Wars books that you maybe have in your possession? 
Yeah, sure. Um, the best ways to reach me, um, I'm on Twitter more than anything. Um, also, uh, Facebook uh, and Instagram. It's probably Twitter first, Instagram second, Facebook third. Um, I, and I'm at author Adam Bray for uh, all three. I've got a website. It's more of just informational. It's adambray.com um there on that website i've got my email there so people can email me there um and uh i do i do have books available um uh star wars uh and uh, marvel studios and marvel comics um uh available uh signed for sale um my most popular ones are uh, ultimate star wars uh, Star Wars, absolutely everything you need to know. Um, the Marvel Studios Visual Dictionary and the the big uh, foundation book, the Marvel Encyclopedia. Um, yeah, people can uh, email me uh, to order those. Uh, for those interested uh, in Andor, actually, my Ultimate Star Wars Encyclopedia and the Star Wars, absolutely everything you need to know. That's a uh, trivia book. Those both. Um, have complete exhaustive uh, information on everything in Rogue One, the movie, which um, is the basis of the, the new Andor TV series. So if people want to, you know, get up to speed and, and dig deeper uh, because there's information in those books that was not available anywhere else, um, you can read about all the characters, you know, the main characters and all the background characters the locations, weapons, technology, you know, planets, everything. It's all in those books. Uh, so you, they can order them uh, from me. Just uh, either send me an email from my website or uh, send me a message. And um, that's really the best way to support me. Um, uh, I don't get any benefit if you buy books from other locations or, or other vendors. So, uh, so I do appreciate it when people order those from me. And it Includes, uh, you know, custom uh, inscription and uh, little author doodles uh, and stuff like that. So very much. You no, know, I love mine. Yeah. I, I love mine with my Captain America shield on there. Thank you so much. Awesome. So, uh, you're welcome. No worries. No worries. Well, hey, Star Wars fans, Rule of the Galaxy fans, like Adam Bray is one of our favorites. We're going to meet up with him sometime soon, as soon as we can all figure out a plan to do that. And uh, we, we just love having him on the show. I thank him so much for taking the extra time to meet up with me today and just do a little one-on-one, -on -one, just talking Star Wars, you know, things that we love to talk about. But uh, until next time, you can always reach us, look for Rule of the Galaxy everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, email us, or uh, hey, on Etsy, Etsy.com, just type in Rule of the Galaxy, all caps. In all one word and you can find our shop there and buy hats shirts sweatshirts everything like that but until next time thanks so much to adam thanks to the fans and may the force be with you